The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello and welcome back to the What We Said podcast. My name is Chelsea. I'm the brunette half of the podcast and I'm here with my co-host. <laughs> Introduces me as well. Hi guys, I'm JC. I'm the redhead half of What We Said podcast. Welcome to the show. If you guys are new, welcome. Hope you guys stay, stay a while. Uh, today we are joined by two very special guests, Tezza and her husband, Cole. And these two are near and dear to my heart. I love them so, so much. I have known them for a very long time. Chelsea and I actually met Tezza the same day. Um, We, right? Is that the first time we met her? Yes. We did a photo shoot. Um, There were feathers involved. It was like in the snow. A long black skirt. A, A black skirt. When we say long, we mean like 20 feet long. Yeah. That A massive skirt. I literally sewed with my friend. Um, this was back in the day when we just did photo shoots nonstop for fun. So it's hard to even honestly explain Tezza because she does so many different things. But yeah. I would, I would, you know, sum it up by saying she's an artist. She's a creator. She is a musician. She started out as a photographer. Um, that's what she went to school for. She also like studied fashion. She's very into that. Um, she lives in New York City with her husband, Cole. They are such a great duo. Mm -hmm. Um, And you guys will hear just their dynamic in this episode. They work so well together and they work together full time now. And Tezza has developed her own brand. And so she does influencing and stuff, but then she also has her own line of products. She just came out with sunglasses. There's a lot more to come with her brand. She has an app that her husband Cole developed. And we're just scraping the surface here. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I told her, I'm like, this episode could be five hours long because there's so much to get into. But I really think that this conversation we had was so, so good. One of my favorite podcasts we've ever done. It was really valuable. I will say that. Like, I walked away feeling so inspired after talking to them. Yeah. And I think it can help anyone, whether you're building a business or not. Um, but especially those who are trying to build some sort of brand, like they just have some really, really good tips and inspiration. And I loved how they touched on that it's a journey and that it's not just, you know, the people that you look up to maybe on social media, it's, it's been a journey for them as well. And they've failed many times. And like, I think that that's cool that they kind of touched on that because that's important to note. Yeah. And I think it's really cool that they talked about creativity for everyone because I think it's a misconception, as we discussed in the episode, that only people who paint or people who sing are creative or, you know, the the arts, as you say. But creativity is everywhere. And they talk about the art of life and getting in touch with your creativity no matter who you are, whether you work at a desk job, whether you're a tech guy, no matter what it is. And I loved that. I loved that. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) <laughs> wow. You need to go to speech class. Yeah, I do. Uh, no, but we we love this episode so much. We think you guys are going to get a lot from it, and we're just going to hop right in. Welcome, Tessa and Cole. Okay, guys, welcome to What We Said podcast. Are you so excited? Yes. <laughs> they're, they're feeling a little nervous. We're nervous. Oh, my gosh. You guys are intimidating. <laughs> yeah. Us. I'm uh-huh. like, yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to start at the very beginning. Your childhood, okay? Tessa, we need to talk about your childhood because you truly have one of the most talented families. Just unreal. Don't underplay it. You guys, they do everything Everything. you can think of. So just tell us where you grew up, a little bit about your upbringing. Oh, gosh. Okay, taking it back. I am from Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, (laughs) Yippity-doo. But yeah, I mean, I am really blessed. I have a really cool family. At least I like to think so. Um, But, you know, I grew up with, like, my mom is an interior designer. My dad's an art publisher. My grandma's a painter. My brother's a designer. It's just like everybody does something in the arts. So I think, like, something that was unique about that for me was that I, you know, grew up feeling like I could do anything in the arts. It wasn't like this, you know— you can't make money or you can't, like, that's not a real job, which, right. like, I have yeah. friends that had that. But, like, that was never, like, hung over my head. It was just constantly, like, encouraged to try things and to, you know, explore my own creativity. And my mom was also, I mean, she started her business by herself. And, like, I think watching her do that was something that really kind of inspired me to do that from a young age. So I've just always just been surrounded by really cool people. I mean— Everyone in my family plays music. My grandma was like, she became like a famous painter when she was like 
70? Like late. What? Wow. I'm like, cool. there's hope for you out there, everybody. Yeah. Okay? Everyone's no, on I'm a different serious. journey. You need to have her on the podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that's that's my story. Um, what else you want to know? I think that makes such a big, as cheesy as this is going to sound coming out of my mouth, like believing is like the thing that's going to make or break you to like making it in the arts, especially because if you're like, oh, there's no way I can like be a painter and support my family or whatever. No. And you're just not even, you're always going to have that in the back of your mind. That like, oh, I can't do that. Yeah. So you're not so going to like try for things. You're not going to like put your 100% into something. Yeah. And so I feel like you kind of grew up that way too. Yeah, Jason. I definitely did, which I think has been so crucial to like, I agree. It makes a huge difference to have people rallying behind you versus people telling you your dreams are too big or, you know, that that's not possible. Mm-hmm. Um, Cole, where did you grow up? So I grew up in Draper, just a little outside Salt Lake. Um, got two little bros. <laughs> um, we all kind of do similar things. We're all in tech. Um, and then my mom's a kindergarten teacher. She's just like an angel, just like, like the greatest oh, human being be, on yeah. planet Earth. <laughs> um, and then my dad is just a big, loud, funny dude. Uh, played in the NFL for a little bit. And is just oh, like wow. this big, crazy, loud, hilarious, smart guy. I'm dead. And yeah. I football. And I think that so many people wouldn't know about you is that you played football. Yeah, played football. Like you were in college, yeah, baby. Yeah, I played played at BYU for a little bit and then hurt my knee Oh, I did not know bad. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shoot. So I hurt my knee <laughs> super bad my freshman year and that just ended that for me. But yeah. Oh, were gosh. you like a creative person growing up or were you more into – I mean, not that you can't be both, but were you more into sports or what did yeah, you do? No, I was – I feel like, like I was Troy always Bo- creative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was in a musical and like no. Yeah. Um, no, I feel I feel like I was always I was always creative. Maybe not in like the way that you expect or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think people normally think of creativity as like arts or photography or whatever. But I was always I feel like creative and into reading and writing and I feel like technology is also a very creative thing as well. I always definitely I pursued programming because it felt almost like an art form in a way. I was very into like Steve Jobs and Apple and the Prime when technology and art felt like they were combining. Um, so I really wanted to get into programming because I felt like it would give me a way to create things or you know it's a it's a form of expression. So definitely. it is, and I think that's something you're right. Like when you hear the word creativity, you think of arts and photography and all that stuff. But I feel the same because Leif was not into you know anything like that growing up. But he has such a creative mind, so it's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and problem solving is creative. For so sure. like yeah. mathematicians, like and first of all, coding like. The computer stuff, that is beyond anything that my mind can even handle. Comprehend. Like, that is so creative. And, like, trying to use your brain that way is just wow. And I feel like that's, like, a stereotype, right, that everyone's trying— or at least, like, our big mission in life is to break that down because I think it's something we taught each other, especially, like, when we started working together or before we were even technically working together but like creating together I mean we even played in a band together and stuff like that it was like I my eyes as being from an artist like I was like whoa you are creative and I I stereotyped him as not being you know mm-hmm. what I mean which is like so dumb but I think like you know that's why people are always like oh artists can't make money oh like you're never gonna make it like this whole thing just needs to be like re just redefined I yeah. think you know Definitely. I agree. Well, can we talk a little bit about how you two met? Because it's oh, <laughs> so good. It's so good. You want to tell it or do you want me to? You, you start us off. You start us off. Okay. So back in the day. No. Um, literally. So, yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, literally the first um, day. <laughs> our parents were really good friends in college. And so, you know, I was born. I'm a year older than Cole. He went after an older Cougar. woman. <laughs> and... Um, so my mom threw Cole's baby shower. He was born a year after. And like I was at the hospital when he was born because that's how close our families were. He just came out and his he eyes He just came out. I was like, this is it. <laughs> yes. No. So we were just like family friends forever. But we were at like all of each other's first birthday parties and like family Christmas, Super Bowl parties. I don't know. All the sh- stuff. Did your parents, were they ever like, Tess and Cole? Like, not. not I mean. Really. Yeah, like I had a younger sister too, and I feel like he was younger. So when you know when you're young and yeah. someone's you're younger, like no, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you're 14, they're 13. It's like it's like, like a huge Ooh. deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then <laughs> college came around, and I was like, oh hey, no. He started rooming with my brother in college, and I was kind of like trying to put some feelers out, you know. 
<laughs> he started playing in my band and we would, we would like hang out, but we were kind of like family friends. We didn't want to cross the line. You want to take it from here? You want me to keep going? <laughs> <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Okay. Um, anyways, I was kind of interested, but like he was a little afraid that my brother would care. And then my brother was like, dude, just ask her out. And oh, so, you got the go. Got the go. So I asked her on a date, and yeah, rest is history, really. After our first date, it was just kind of like smooth sailing. Done deal. Yeah. Really? You guys never yeah. like broke up or had any like… No, not really. Oh, 10 no. minutes. I think yeah. we broke up for 10 minutes one time. <laughs> we're like, that was dumb. Okay. Yeah, let's not <laughs> Bad do move. Yeah. How, I feel like crossing that boundary is actually really scary. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was Like, wasn't weird. that was weird? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We like… And That's part of the reason why it took so long, I feel like, to like… Go from friend because we were friends and we, we called it like our fake dating period because mm-hmm. at the time Tessa's brother had a serious girlfriend. And so Tessa and I would hang out with the two of them, but Tessa and I would like pay for ourselves. And we wouldn't, uh, it wasn't like I asked her on a date, but we were hanging out. It was like, it felt very much like a double date, yeah. but we never called it a date. Right. And we did that for a while. Even and after then, we did like finally go on a date date. And we were like making out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but like we crossed the line. We yeah. still would like. Play it cool. Our parents would be like, yeah, "How's yeah. it?" Be like, "No, it's gonna be." Yeah, yeah. Because you know, if it doesn't yeah. go right, like a lot could blow up. Yeah, that's he true. also was like a full time band member. I was like, I can't lose this bass player over yeah. here. That's true. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, how long did you guys date before you guys got engaged? Two, Real date, not fake dating. Like two and a half years. Yeah. Okay. So, what yeah. made you realize you wanted to marry each other? gosh guys I'm gonna like cry no I'm just kidding um <laughs> well for me like I was always a really independent person I feel like I was always going after my dreams I was never really fe- like I thought I was gonna get married when I was 30 that was my kind of vibe mm-hmm. who knows why do girls say that I yeah. feel like they think I it's cool I don't know yeah I have two they weird do. like subconscious parts of me where I thought I was going to same thing thought I was gonna get married really late in life not really late but a yeah. lot later than I did and then the other part of me that's like I want to be a mom by the time I'm 22 I'm like right. I'm not sure where I what yeah. I yeah. was yeah, vibing yeah. with yeah. but yeah how those confusing. two things can <laughs> yeah how those things can coexist not sure not sure um yeah so anyway like I I don't know we were just wanted to be together all the time like I legit think we fought one time before we got married and now, since we're married, so no, <laughs> yeah. no, but like we just had such a good relationship. It was so easy. And then yeah. for me, like I, it, it was like I liked him because he made me feel. I already felt like I could do anything in the world. But then together, I was like, the impossible was possible. That was just kind of like our relationship. Like I'm we tearing it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> no, but it really was that. And like I think we at the time we didn't even like technically work together. But we just, like, yeah. would come up with so many ideas. We just had—our, like, conversations were always so interesting. And we just had, like, so much fun being together. So, yeah. yeah. Then I was like, let's do it. Put a ring on it. Yeah. <laughs> and you proposed in New York. I proposed in New York, But you yeah. guys lived in Utah at the yeah. time, yeah? Yeah, we lived in Utah. Well, yeah. what was it about Tessa that you were like, got to oh, lock God. this down? <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to tear up. No, I'm just kidding. No, but <laughs> no um, I'd say the biggest thing is— Pretty immediately once we started dating, I felt like I like I was the real me. Like I, I felt like I was my truest, best version of myself that I'd always knew and wanted to be, but I hadn't really been until we started dating. Yeah, that I'm literally sense. tearing up. Yeah, no, that's um, <laughs> such, no, that's such a good um, thing. That's yeah, such a good it really sign. Is. Yeah, yeah, and also there was like never a second where I was like, oh, I need a break. Like I, I need to go like hang out with the boys or like have a, a weekend by myself. It was like. I could be with Tessa twenty four seven, and it's I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. yeah. Aww, well, perfect cool. that you guys work together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good that you work together. Let's talk about mushrooms, shall we? We are very excited to tell you guys about Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic is a natural superfood company that specializes in mushroom-based drinks that benefit our immunity, energy, and longevity, and help us live healthier, more enhanced lives. Now, I am not a mushroom fan, actually, which makes me love this brand even more because none of their drinks taste like mushrooms, but you get you get the benefits of them without having to taste them. So I love this extra. They have a wide variety of blends, including mushroom coffee, mushroom elixirs, hot cacaos, matcha, superfood blends, and more. They believe in the real magic of functional mushrooms to enhance your well-being. They make drinking mushrooms and superfoods delicious and super easy to do with their single-serve packets for at-home use and K-cup coffee pods. 
Okay, I really love their products so much and it's hard for me to even narrow down which ones I want to share with you. But I love their mushroom golden latte mix. You guys probably know that I love turmeric lattes. Um, turmeric has a ton of health benefits and it's really good for your skin. So I love that one. And I'm also obsessed with their hot cacao mix. It's like a rich, creamy, hot chocolate before bed, but with the best ingredients. And I'll add some oat milk to mine. And maybe if I'm feeling frisky, I will even add some creamer or sweetener if I really want a treat. It is so delicious. You can add sweetener to any of them if you feel like you need that. But honestly, the flavor is so good and the ingredients are good. It's just a perfect little nighttime treat. It totally satisfies that late night craving. And plus, it's perfect to just sip while I'm watching my nighttime show. And it's delicious and just healthy. So we have a special offer for you guys. You can receive 15% off of your Four Sigmatic purchase. Just go to foursigmatic.com slash what we said or use the discount code what we said at checkout. That is F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com slash what we said. Go check it out. You guys will love their stuff. So how long have you guys been married now? Four years. Four years. Wow. So how do you guys okay so I've heard this before because I I think both ways but I want to get your take on it. So I've heard you have to like work on yourselves individually in order to have a good relationship. Like if you work on yourself like then your relationship will be good. Will be good. But then I've also heard like if you work on yourselves too much you also have to work on your relationship. Like that's a, a separate thing. Mm-hmm. So how do you guys work on yourselves versus like how do you work on your relationship? <laughs> so I don't know. This question's kind of hard because I feel like to be honest, we actually spend 24-7 together. Like there and that doesn't mean you're not working on yourself or your relationship. Like yeah. I, I that's like it's hard to answer that. Do you have like a thought? Well, and I also feel like we came into our relationship like both equally independent. Yeah. And I feel like we're both into different things and have like different ideas about things, but we come together in a really good way. Right. Like so I feel like we admire the things that are different about each other. And like so that's what like he loves to read and listen to all these like crazy things and tell me about it and that's like why kind of you know I think we like to spend so much time together is because we do our separate things but they come together yeah but like you know I mean there are times yeah for sure like when I'm just really not loving myself or really having a hard time and, and that definitely like can affect the relationship and so that's something that I'm still working on honestly I don't yeah. really have like the like advice on that I no, I th- I think it's hard to give advice on that. I feel the same. I mean, I'm with yeah. Leif all the time and sometimes but everyone's so different and every relationship is so different and I think it's important to realize that some people because some people tell tell me I could never work with my husband. Mm-hmm. How are you with him 24/7? Uh-huh. And I'm like, truly it works for us. And yeah. I think it's the same for yeah. you guys. Yeah. It works for you and and yeah, it's important to do your own thing and be your own person, but at the same time I don't know. I get what you're saying because I think that Leif and I spend pretty much 24-7 together. There are like rare times when we're apart, but it's actually – it's like our relationship actually is good and it's, yeah. it's it not – it works for us. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, stay tuned. we got years to come. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like I do think like, you know, once you have kids and like all that in the mix, like that things will, will obviously change, change yeah. things. Yeah. But if you can be with somebody like that much and it works, it's like a best friend. It's like you guys yeah. love to be together all the time. And like maybe once in a while you're like – whatever yeah. in the last yeah. two seconds but that's like a good relationship and I think that's okay too. yeah that's yeah. kind of what makes it a healthy relationship but I think you kind of answered it by saying like when you're not feeling like 100% confident or whatever like it does kind of affect your relationship because you kind of turn to them to be mm-hmm. like hey can you fill this like little mm-hmm. void for me real fast yeah. Yeah. yeah but I think it is important like then you just have to like work on it yourself yeah, yeah. and then that Come part together. will kind of for sure whatever sure. yeah okay well what does your average working day look like and I want to get specifics here so what time do you guys wake up like what's your typical day even though I'm sure all your days are so different yeah I mean I think we like wake up at 6 30 we go to the gym we eat breakfast and like our mornings are our time like together because we actually have employees now so it's like I think we actually really value that couple hours in the morning um and then you know We get ready for the day and we kind of like strategize what we're going to work on that day. Mm -hmm. I think like we're actually in New York and trying to be trying to be in one place more than we used to. Like we used to travel so much. We still do. But like 
it's hard to get bigger projects done when you're not around. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we kind of do have a routine. But anyway, then our employee comes over and like we just get cranky on things. And usually we start working from like eight or nine on to like seven. Um, And in between that, I mean, I go to a lot of meetings and, you know, I'm meeting with brands or partners or trying to research on how to like get a new project in the works, um, stuff like that. And then... Mm -hmm. I spend a lot of time on the app. The app's a huge chunk of my day. Um, and then just other things with like our website or email campaigns, just kind of like running like Tesla brand stuff, like mm-hmm. email campaigns and just keeping all that stuff going and, and managing like our Shopify site and our fulfillment center and making sure all that's running smoothly. A lot of customer service. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, we actually, we used to work literally till midnight. Or 1 a.m. every day. Like, I don't know what we were doing, trying to build an empire, I guess. But, like, (laughs) I look back, I'm like, I don't even think I could do that anymore. I think I, like, ran myself into the ground. Tapped out. Tapped out. But now we, like, 7 comes around, we're like, okay, like, we're going to, that's it. You know, we're going to, like, have some time to ourselves. Or, like, even if we go to dinner and we're talking about work, it's fun for us because we love what we do. So, it's, like, that's fun, you know? Right. Well, do you ever find it hard to stop working at seven or are you kind of you ran yourself to the ground so you're like no that's gonna be that's I think gonna be it. sometimes I get like anxiety because I love to work and I'm like oh I could go 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 but I really have trained myself to like shut it off for me because yeah. he actually was the one that was like okay this isn't healthy yeah like, you need to you you gotta sleep and you gotta like have some separation from like feeling like you're going all the time so I actually enjoy it now I'm mm-hmm. I've, like, trained my brain. I'm like, let's go. 7 o'clock. I'm good. I'm easy breezy. And I'm, like, such a happier person. I used to get so stressed out. Mm -hmm. So I would say it's better. So, wait. I have a question. Are you guys both naturally, like, would you say naturally hard workers, like, want to be working 24-7? Or is there, like, some kind of, like, you're more like, okay, let's take it easy. Or you're like, hey, we need to slow down. I think we both really love to work. Like, I I really do truly love to work and create. Um, I I can't do it every night until midnight like Tessa can. Yeah. That's somewhere where we differ. Um, We just have different working styles, I guess. Yeah. Like, I feel like I try and be more organized or efficient. And Tessa is just more, like, sporadic and spontaneous. And can just, like, work on different things (laughs) all the time. Um, Yeah. But I, I feel like we both have, like, the equal desire to, like, work super hard. Yeah. I, I want to meet a couple that's, like, they're both insane and see how that works. Because I feel like every couple that, like, works well together, it's, like, there's a balance. there's such mm-hmm. a balance. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of the same thing. Like, you're both working hard. It's not like one of you is just, like, I don't want to work at all. It's, like, yeah. but it is more… Because I feel like I'm that way. Where I'm, like, I want to be more efficient. I'm, like, wait, let's plan before we just go crazy so we can, yeah. like, actually get stuff done. Because yeah. I feel like that's how me and JC are together. Like, she's more, like, okay, go, go, go. And I'm, like, yeah. okay, let's… You know, figure out before we go. And right. my husband's the same as her. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. like, I would want to know. Because I feel like if I was with someone who was more organized, I'm like, maybe we would never get anything right. done. Right, so I think the be balance is important. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we always say we married the boy versions of, our, each other. <laughs> of each other. It's yeah. so, so true. Funny. They're really, like, Leif and her are very similar. And me and her husband are really That's similar. That's funny. I love yeah. that. Um, so what does your creative process look like? Because you guys shoot a lot of photos. Um well, actually, let me backtrack. How many times a week do you guys shoot photos? So we used to shoot legit every day. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how because I look on that and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I want to <laughs> cry thinking about that. Now <laughs> yeah. I think we honestly shoot three times a week. At, yeah. And we are so much more lax about it than we used to be. I think it's because we're working on so many other projects. You know, I don't, I can't put as much time into shooting. Um, but, well, what? <laughs> well, when, you, when you're shooting, you're does that mean like you have one outfit you do? Like one outfit one day, mm, one outfit the next? No, or not necessarily. Like, no, we I actually, know this girl. Yeah. <laughs> How much no, but we do audience. like a lot of like lookbooks for brands and stuff yeah. like that that we don't even like post about. So sometimes it's like, okay, we have to shoot like a full lookbook, 12 looks. Like, And in New York, that's hard. You don't have a car. Like, yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of planning that goes into those bags, days. Lugging. Like, I'm like, okay, this is when the light's going to be best. We're going to knock these three out here. This is when that, blah, 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 blah. So if it's, like, something that in-depth, like, yes, there's a lot of planning. If it's something that's, like, for fun, for me, usually we're just, we're so much more relaxed now. We're like, let's just, like, go walk and, like, See make something work, you know? Mm-hmm. If yeah. we overplan. Something that's supposed to be fun, it usually doesn't work. We have bad luck. I don't right, know. We do. Yeah. Like, 
legit everywhere we so go. So many locations we go to and it's like shut down for the day or it's like Locked. totally different or there's like a garbage <laughs> truck in front. And we're like, okay, Good. well, yeah. So make this we work. just like have learned to be spontaneous. I feel yeah. like that's kind of what you have to do here. Um, but that's kind of like New York's so good for that because every corner's fun. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Shooting in New York is a different story. It always the like pros and cons of yeah. everything. But right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, just doing multiple outfits, I'm always like, where am I going to, like, legit, I changed on the side of the road yeah. yesterday oh, yeah. and oh. it was hmm. not. I've okay. been naked yeah. in New York. This is a magician. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Like, I will literally, like, boom, boom, boom. And Cole's like, how do you have a new outfit on? And yeah. I'm like, I, I think, actually, this is not a joke. I, Plan my outfits according to how I could change, like pulling things under, pulling oh, things that's over. Smart. Yeah. Start with a dress, get pants on. You, then, you know, okay, your that's neck. what you should have done. Well, that's what I tried yeah. to do, and it, I was actually naked in New York. Well, so. use a side the pants tip. first, a side and then tip. you did dress. If you're in Soho, here are some key bathrooms. Okay. Okay. I'm oh, ready. Apple this is store. Good. Yep. They'll let you in, no problem. Um, the fry store. The fry store. Great public bathroom. Yeah. Oh. Go look. Act like you're looking for some new boots. Just pop into the nice, <laughs> big, clean bathroom. Change yeah. in there. Chobani. Also. Chobani. But that's also. tiny. That's if it's nothing else is working. But it's, it's also delicious. So yes. get yourself a yogurt. While you're there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get your man a yogurt. You yeah. change your outfit. You're back on the street. Yeah. <laughs> get him some fuel so he can keep uh, snapping those pigs. Uh-huh. I am crying. Really getting some pro tips yeah. here. How do you guys stay so motivated and stay driven when it comes to your career? Like, does it, I mean, we kind of already talked about, but like, how much do you have to like keep pushing yourself or is it just you're naturally just go, go, go? And um, I honestly feel like for me, there isn't a moment, there isn't something I should be doing. So, like, every second I'm like, oh my gosh, there's not enough time in a day even to achieve all the things I wanna achieve. So, I don't really need the motivation, I guess, because I just feel like there's so much I have to get done. I don't know. So it's I almost like that is my motivation. Die. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It is. I kind of love that. <laughs> like everyone in the office is just like, like my assistant is on it and she's like, you have to get this and you need to get this. And like, she's good at like keeping me to a list. Mm-hmm. And then Cole's really good at, I mean, you can speak to this, but he like prints stuff out. He makes us goals. Right. Yeah. You want to yeah. talk about it? And well, yeah. I think we have such like a, like a high level vision for where we want it to be. And we get so excited about that. And we talk about it all the time that it's just like, we're constantly like pumped and inspired about it. And we've printed out like a kind of over the next like, you know, 18 months where we want to be and put it up um, in our little office. So you can kind of see like, shoot, we're falling behind or we're ahead. We're checking out the things we need to or we're not. And it's more like big picture, like big idea things we want to hit. And it, I feel like it just is good to see that every day um, and remind ourselves of like how big we want to be and, and what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Um so I think the motivation comes pretty naturally, and especially since it's it's the two of us. And sometimes I look at it, at Tessa and I'm like, it's just up to us to like make this thing work. Yeah. Like this is our life, and it it depends on how hard we work and what we can accomplish. And it's like it's kind of like do or die, like you said. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's like we have to work hard because that's kind of the only option. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Ooh, I love that. I got and chills. <laughs> just like, oh, <laughs> um, like I'm gonna die if I don't work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are beyond excited to be partnering with a company that we absolutely adore, Thrive Market. We are even more excited for you guys to hop on board because if you love what we love, then we know you guys are going to be obsessed. So Thrive Market is an online marketplace on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. They offer the highest quality, healthy, and sustainable products available for every budget, lifestyle, and geography. Shopping at Thrive Market is honestly fun, you guys. I love getting on their site. You can filter by different diets so you can filter through like if you're vegan or uh, kosher or you are gluten-free or whatever you like to shop by, you can filter through. It makes it super easy. And Thrive Market does the homework for you. So Chelsea's obsessed with just putting the vegan filter on and then she doesn't have to go through and, you know, look through every single ingredient and make sure that what she's looking at is vegan. Also, Thrive Market offers a highly curated catalog. So that means that you might only find three to four options for each product, but you can trust that those options are the best ingredients and at the most affordable price and safe for your family, which is super awesome. And honestly, I'd kind of rather have less choices that are just really good versus a ton of different choices where I'm having to filter through each one and see what ingredients are good and which one's going to be the best for me. So with Thrive Market, you can get organic foods and natural products at 25 to 50% lower than retail price. And honestly, you'll start to rack up savings and you'll realize that you actually are saving a lot of money and you don't have to go to the grocery store. 
This stuff literally just shows up at your front door. It's freaking awesome. So many of you will be making a grocery run this week, so why not just give Thrive Market a try and shop from home? Our listeners can get 25% off your first order plus a 30-day free trial if you go to the link thrivemarket.com slash what we said. That is thrivemarket.com slash what we said for 25% off your first order plus a 30-day free trial using this link. You guys are going to be obsessed. Hop on it. I want to ask for someone who's listening and is like, I wish that I had that kind of motivation, you know, like uh-huh. I, I wish that I, or if they're feeling down, like, do you ever have, I mean, everyone has bad days, but it's like, do you have those times where you're like, uh, doubtful or are you kind of just, because I think thinking negatively can be really detrimental. Sure. Mm-hmm, and yeah. I've been in that position before where I, I kind of go in waves of like, I'm so inspired. I'm so excited. And then I'm like, wait, I'm a failure and I hate everything I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, do you definitely. have those days or what? How do you balance, you know? Yeah. Like, I think I definitely have those days. Yeah. And I would say find anybody, like a friend, a parent, a sibling, whatever, that you can just like talk to 100% honestly. Because I think a lot of people don't talk about what they're feeling. And that's what really you know, you're not actually processing. You're just making up more things in your head. But when you say stuff out loud, you're able to really process it and be like, okay, I actually don't think that. Or you're able to talk yourself through it. Like even I had a call with my little brother the other day and we just talked for like an hour, but he was basically talking the whole time. But he was like, wow, thank you. Like I actually now know what to do and this really helped me. And I don't even think I said anything. But you know what I mean? I think that's like such a good healing process. And like it's hard for some people to let other people know their feelings. But just start somewhere or write it down. Honestly, writing it down and visualizing like what you don't like can really help you say, okay, like this is my goal. This is what I'm going to change today. And like try and do the opposite of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's really powerful. I think writing… We've kind of been talking about this a lot lately, but like writing things down is like so good for your brain because yeah. it's like you're holding it in your brain. And as soon as you either say it or write it down, it like gets out of your brain yeah. and you have like more space right. for like ideas or for positivity. Yeah. No, for <laughs> totally. sure. Instead of, so I have a question about, cause I liked how you were saying like you have a visual for like, you know, 18 months down the road. Like, do you have like a 10 year plan? Like, are you guys like, this is where we want to be in 10 years. I mean, you don't have to say what it is, but yeah. Do you have that? I feel it's it's like it's kind of like a general moving target of where we want to be. And I feel like every six months we kind of like readjust. Shift, yeah. Um, especially with like the momentum of like momentum of different things we launch and things like mm-hmm. take off or just take on a life of their own. It's like it's just constantly adjusting and shifting as we go. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's I think it's really hard to have like a specific 10-year plan. Yeah. I think it's more of like a general moving target of, of where we want to be. Yeah. But we like, used to be like not planners at all. Like, yeah. we would just, like, do stuff all the time. We were just, like, <laughs> do doing stuff. stuff yeah. Like, and I'm, like, well, what is it? And then somebody was, at, like, a business person was, like, well, what about this? And what about that? And I was, like, wow. I don't know. I can't answer those things. And I was, like, I need to be doing that. Like, I think when you grow up being an entrepreneur and, like, always working for yourself, you're just kind of always finding a way to make things work. But now I'm, like, okay, hey, wait. We run a business. Like, we need to make plans. And we need to, like, treat it like that because we're building something that's bigger than us. Whereas mm-hmm. before it was just, like… For me to make ends meet, if that makes sense. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. I like that. Okay, well, let's switch gears a little bit. And I want to talk to you about fashion. So mm-hmm. that's obviously <laughs> something that you love. Has that been something that you've loved for a long time since you're a kid? Or what kind of yeah. got you into that? I mean, for me, fashion, like, I've been six feet tall since I was 12. And I think… Wait, legitimately? Mm-hmm. Yeah, real cute. Um, no, it was a struggle. Like, I was a tomboy. I wore, like, Adidas snap-off pants. And, like, you know, I played basketball. I played soccer. I was just, like, I fit in with the boys because that was where I got, you know, placed in the kindergarten picture. I was always in the back row. It was just, like, my way of blending in was being a tomboy. And then my mom would always be, like, you know, wear a skirt. I'll pay you and lip gloss. I'm, like, I don't want any of those things. No. Um, But then one day, like, I think I was— I was always into painting and drawing and stuff. And my grandma was also six feet tall and just this, like, woman. She would wear just insane jewelry sequins every day. Like, she was just crazy. And I was like, wow, like, what a confident woman. That really kind of inspired me. And so I started wearing clothes. And it was weird. Like, of course, I was (laughs) was naked I finally started to wear clothes. No, but it was like this moment of, like, 
oh, like all of a sudden I started being more feminine and owning my femininity. And like people were like, wow, like you could be a model. And I was like, whoa, this is a change of events. Like I went from basketball player. Like it was just yeah. like a, mm-hmm. something that changed in me that really like made me feel like, oh, I could wear anything I want. So then instead of just wearing like a t-shirt and jeans, I just decided like, let's let's do this thing. And I started wearing, like, I would find the two ugliest things in my closet and make it an outfit. I don't know why I thought that was cool. It was kind of like, <laughs> I just was trying things out. And then I started like making clothes when I was like 14, 15. I was like making patterns and like doing fashion stuff. And then I moved to New York when I was 16. And I you went did? To, yeah, just for oh, wow. a little bit. And I went to Parsons to study fashion design. And that was like, all this was kind of this evolution of me discovering kind of my own confidence, but also just like my love for fashion and expression and how that could really, like, it made people like respect me in a different way, which I didn't expect. And so that was something I really liked about it. Um, Yeah. So that's kind of been my journey. journey. Still trying to figure out how to, you know, every single day I look back at things I did. The grass is always greener because as someone who's short, I'm always like, man, clothes look so much better on tall people. Right. Like, tall girls, I wish I was tall. And then, like, tall girls are like, oh, like, Ugh. I'm just too tall to wear this. Yeah. Like, every— you guys just wear whatever you want. No. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah. no, that's true. I feel like you're always going to, like, look at somebody else and be like, dang, I it wish would I look had better that. On them. But it's like, yeah. you got to just, like, rock what works for you, you it's know? true. And it's fun to get dressed, I think. Definitely. Well, what would your advice be to someone who— is struggling to find their style or because we were just talking about this before we started recording Chelsea and I I was saying there have been times I think I'm kind of past this now but there have been times where I kind of want to wear certain things but I'm like that's just too out there for me like people would be confused or even with my skin tone like my skin's lighter so I'd be like oh I can't wear neon colors that would just not look cute on me and I think I'm past that now where I'm like I'll I'll just wear what I want Mm -hmm. but what's your advice to someone who's maybe still in that mindset where they're like scared to branch out or express themselves? Yeah, I would say just start small. Like try like little things that you think are cool. I definitely, even still, I find trends that I'm like, I want to try that, but I am too afraid or I don't think I'm like edgy enough or whatever. But like deep down, you kind of know your inner style. I mean, I'll never be able to get rid of my bohemian like background that that's like, you know, where I grew up and that's something that will always be in me. And I actually love to celebrate that. I used to kind of try and fight it, but I'm like, no, that's just who I am. And like, if you are a person that loves just like denim, that's your vibe. And like, you're always going to wear denim. Great. Like own that. And like sprinkle in little things here or there. Like, I think there are so many, the cool thing now that didn't exist when I was young. I mean, I used to get every magazine in the book and like, look up what trends were coming. Like what was cool. It's like people have, I look at people in junior high. I'm like, you look older than me and you have yeah. better style than me. And oh, it's better in junior high now. now. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. Because like Instagram has just honestly changed that for people. Like people know how, they don't have an awkward stage anymore. I swear. If you do, keep it. Yeah. Own it. Love yeah. it. It's You're one fun of to look kind. back on. Okay. Yeah. Like honestly, don't worry about it. Like you kind of evolve into your own style as you like get older. I'm still evolving. I think like fashion is an evolution and you don't have to like be one way or the other like just try things and just do something that you like I love that and I think something that you are so good at that has inspired me is accessorizing Ooh, like it, accessorizing I feel like really takes an outfit up a notch if it we're does. gonna do a little fashion tip so yeah. don't you think that's something you wear a lot of jewelry and I feel like that yeah. can just take like an average outfit to something really cool like you can wear a white tee and denim shorts and then just like a couple necklaces and a pair of sunglasses and you have style you exactly. know what I mean it really doesn't take Your style much. icon and like if you don't like people that overdo it aka me that's fine <laughs> like I don't feel like you have to like what style is is coming up with like your thing you know fashion right. that's like some people are good at getting dressed and like buying a designer outfit but that doesn't mean they have style you know so like those little things are what gives you you know that unique little touch mm-hmm. totally I love that. Such good advice. So now you have your sunglasses line, yeah. which I'm so excited about. I wore them yesterday. I saw you rocking those. The quality of them, first of all, is so, so good. good. Thanks. Girl. Like, not that I was shocked, but when I got them out of the package, I'm like, this is, these are so nice and they're so cute. They fit so well. So give us a little background on that. How did you design them yourself? How long did it take? Like, what was that process like? 
Yeah, so it started in December, I want to say. Yeah, of about then. 2018. Are we in 2019? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I never um, know the year. Honestly, I wrote <laughs> 2020 the other day. I was like, help. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was kind of this idea. And I thought, I, you know, being somebody that's done fashion and I've designed like clothes and stuff like that, I think clothing is really difficult because, you know, you don't know how everything's going to fit everybody and and all of that. And accessories, obviously, have always been something I've loved. And so I thought sunglasses would be kind of the perfect thing to introduce starting more products within the Tezza brand. And so I, of course, have never designed sunglasses, so I did find somebody to help with that. Um, and she's awesome. She's done a lot of really cool projects, and I looked up to her. So, so I was able to sit down with her, and I, like— talked about all my favorite frames and why. And like, for example, like the round frame that we did, I have tried on like a million round frames and never found quite the right one. And so, you know, we worked and worked to perfect it to be the one that was like, this is it. And I've learned so much about sunglasses. Like I didn't know, basically, you know, some of the lenses we use are like lenses like Gucci uses. You know what I mean? It's like, but people can just price point so many things. So I really wanted to create something that was under $100 that was like really quality, but still like, you know, fashion forward because everything that I stand for is kind of like special. I don't want to just make something that everybody wants to wear, but something that like, you know, you're going to have for a long time because it's special and unique. And that's kind of like I guess the preface for the sunglasses, but mm-hmm. yeah, they're very timeless. Oh, thanks. Wait, we need to get you a pair. I know. Well, oh. I was just telling her. I'm Check like, yay! No. I was telling her I was like going to order them before I came to New no, York. No, no, no. I was like, no, I need. She's coming to the apartment after. Yeah. We're gonna get a pair. So yeah, I need yeah, yeah, yeah. And these over. are the ones that I love. Oh, but right. I was like kind of scared because I always read magazines that said I have to wear cat eye. Oh, try them on. We'll try them on after. I'm like, okay, stop. Stop, <laughs> stop the podcast. No, yeah. But it was fun, like, also because I think we wanted to design. Like, I, I really wanted it to be meaningful to me. And so every single pair was designed after a musician that really changed my life. And, of course, some of those are my family members and stuff like that. But um, so each pair is really special in that way, too. Yeah. Which is such such an important part of any business, I feel like, is having that why. Yeah. And mm-hmm. kind of going off that, which sounds cheesy and we've heard yeah. it a million times, but it's true. It's, it's so like true. if you're just yeah. designing something to design it, you're going to be over it in five seconds. But Lost. when it has meaning, it's a lot more yeah. special. And don't you just walk? I, in New York, I'm like walking around all the time. And I'm like, there is so much stuff out there. How does anybody sell anything? There's just yeah. like so much stuff. And so I think really having a story and having – like, a reason behind doing something is, like, yeah, you have to have that. Yeah, you have to have that clarity. It's not cheesy. It's just the truth. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's cliche for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about your app. Let's talk about the app. So, give us the background on that. Like, what inspired you to create an app? Well, um, my background's in software engineering, like I said. Um, And so, I've always wanted to, like, fuse the two things that we kind of came from and, like, combine them into what we're doing now. And Lightroom presets, obviously, were a huge thing and still are a huge thing. Um, But we just had this need for people to maybe have a little more accessible way to do it. Um, And we just kind of wanted to create our own little world on the phone. There's just something fun about designing an experience in an app. And we felt like we could really personalize it and give it, like, the the Tezza feel and the flair that I felt like was missing from a lot of other photo editing apps. Um, so we just, yeah, we just felt <laughs> like it was a good idea. And so we just started digging into it. And it was so freaking hard at the so start. So hard, you guys. I'm sure. <laughs> it was Ryan. so hard. It took forever to figure out how to do it. I think, like, um, five times we're like, we're giving up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We gave up, like, Because also, times. you have to keep this in mind. Like, when other people, well, I'm being general here, but, like, when a lot of people want to make an app, they're like, let's make an app. And they hire a lot of people or they raise money or they do all this. It's like, it was just the two of us in a studio apartment, like grinding away on this AK. This was the times when we were staying up till 1 a.m. But yeah. And wait, yeah. do you know how to like Heck no, code or anything no. like that? But so I did I feel learn like it's hard a lot about, yeah, like I did have yeah. to learn a lot. It's way different creating like filters in an app than mm-hmm. on like Lightroom or um, Photoshop. So that was a big learning curve and I think that's what took the longest yeah. to really figure yeah. out. Because you could say like, I want this to be grainy and it's like, can you make it grainy? Like, how do you <laughs> oh even gosh. do that? And those are things, like, we still work on every single yeah. day. But mm-hmm. anyways, I'll let yeah. you continue. No, yeah. So that, that was kind of the background of, like, the inspiration. Um, and then, yeah, just, like, cranked on trying to figure it out for so long. I feel like it was over a year mm-hmm. of, of, like, trying to figure out how oh, to wow. do it. Um, 
And then, yeah, just released it to the wild. And it was like our little baby. <laughs> to it the was, wild. Yeah. It was yeah. like and it's also— been, It's been great ever since. Something I do want to say to people out there that are, like, wanting to start things or come up with ideas or brands and they're afraid of, like, failure. Like, don't be afraid of failure because you're probably going to have that. And, like, we have yeah. that. Like, mm-hmm. we definitely had things that we were like, whoa, we didn't think about that or— we should have reworked this or, you know, like bugs and all, all of this stuff. Like that stuff's okay. Like you have to go through that. Yeah. And I think every business, every brand does. And so if you're experiencing that, like there were days we like looked at each other and started crying. <laughs> like once the app was already out. Like there are just, yeah. it's yeah. hard, you know, it, it's it hard really running hard. a business. Yeah. And it's hard when you're a person and people feel like they can attack you. Like to tell you something's wrong. Like my app is crashing and it's your fault. And you're like, oh my gosh. Like you're right. It's just I'm, the two yeah. of us over here, yeah. like digging through code, you know, trying yeah. to figure it out. So I would just like recommend like fight through whatever you're feeling or like if you're getting negative feedback, keep going. Like you're gonna, it's gonna flip, you know, you just gotta yeah. keep pushing. Well, we listen to the skinny confidential a lot, and something that he says, Michael says, is you have to release fast and then adjust. Because uh-huh. if you wait until it's perfect, you're never, like, yeah. you're going to miss the opportunity. Totally. And, like, my husband always says, like, if you're not embarrassed of your first round, like, you yeah. release too late. Yeah. yeah. And so if you're just like, okay, go uh-huh. and then yeah. adjust accordingly. It's definitely true. The Tez app has changed so much since we've launched. Just because we've learned so much. It's like yeah. you get, you know, thousands and thousands of people to download and give you feedback. It's just like, oh, my gosh. I never would have thought of that in a million years. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So I love it. I yeah. love the app because I feel like it's, if it was a physical, like, in real life thing, it'd be like you're walking into, like, a Tezza room. Because uh-huh. it's, like, everything. Ah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 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 That's, yeah. that's exactly how we wanted it to feel. Yeah. So I'd love yeah. to hear that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're cool. welcome. <laughs> I'll, leave a, I'll leave a review. Love it. Thank you. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> um, so through all of this, we're talking about all these different facets of your life and all the things you have going on. We haven't even touched, touched on, on like a few I feel like things. half the things you guys do yeah the collage kit your music like there's so there's other things too but how do you figure out what to prioritize so like this is actually a new thing that I think we're learning because in the past like I kind of was saying we would just do everything and we wouldn't like stop and look like write a plan out and look at it and be like okay this isn't working this is like pour more energy into this now, like literally as of this week, I'm not joking, that's a conversation we had. And we're like really trying to treat it like a business and make decisions. Because I think a lot of times in this industry or like if you're a creative, you have just have so many ideas and you want to do them all. And it's really hard to prioritize what makes the most sense. But if you want to like, we want to be, you know, an actual functioning like I'm speaking out of I gotta restart. I think I messed up. Okay, so. okay, okay. <laughs> restart. I don't know where I was going and then I like lost my train. <laughs> anyway, so wait, ask the question again. Okay. Um so with so much going on, like how do you know okay. what to prioritize? Yeah, I think that's something that we're learning still right now. I kind of talked about it earlier in the podcast, but you know, we used to just go, go, go and create a million things and never stop to look at, you know, what's working, what's not, what's making money, what's failing, you know, because we were just running so many things at once. But literally as starting this week, we had a conversation like writing down, you know, making actual business plans, which I think is really, really important. Even if you're not making money yet with something that you're starting, like, I think that's so important to be like, this is working, this isn't, and to visualize it because that will only help you like actually make it work, you know? Do you agree? And and I think focusing, like you said, pouring more energy into the things that are working. Right. Because it's yeah. easy to focus on the things that aren't. Mm-hmm. And I've been in that position before, like especially yeah. this year where I'm like, this thing that I've worked hard on isn't really working like I want it to. But then there are other things that, you know, like our podcast and whatever that are going so well. And I'm like, it's easy to focus on that negative for some reason. Mm-hmm. But it's I think it's really important to kind of visualize like you're saying and pour more energy into the things that are working. Because why yeah. would you, you know? Yeah. Totally. I think what gets hard about that is like, or for, for me, I there's some things that I want to work so bad that aren't. And it's hard giving them up, you know? Mm-hmm. But you don't have to give them up, but just find a new way in. And I, I think that's like, you know, I sometimes wish I went to like business school so that I had this like understanding of how to look at something and be like, no, you know? Right. But like the word no or like dismissing something is so hard in this industry, I think. Mm -hmm. Like you just want to do everything, but yeah, you just can't. 
And there's so much potential in so many different. For sure. And you never know what's going to like be the next thing. So you're like, you have an idea and maybe that's something you dismiss. And then two years later, it's big. And you're like, Mm -hmm. I should have gone with it. But it's like, you can't think that. You just have to be like, okay, it wasn't my thing to be. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I feel like another thing we try and do, um, and I think it's hard for a lot of people, is to like set aside time to focus on something that's more of like a long-term goal that you're not going to see immediate results from. Because I think it's so easy to just get in the grind of like, this is working, just going to do this every day. And and you're not thinking about like what your long-term vision or future is going to be like. Um, and I think it's important to like take a step back and like set aside a few hours a day to work on something that you want as part of like your overall vision and future. Otherwise, it's so easy to just get stuck in the day-to-day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So specific, can you get more specific with that? Is there something that you have in mind where you're like, I'm working towards this long-term goal? Yeah. I mean, even like the app or like the collage kit, you know, because those were big projects that took a long time. And that was like in the heat of when we first moved to New York and we were doing all these jobs and working with so many brands. And like that was obviously working and it was immediate. And it was like to set aside, you know, four or five hours a day to work on this app that we didn't know was going to work or or do well. It's like, but we we had such a vision and such like a desire to do it. It was it was kind of hard to do, you know. Right, because um, it wasn't immediate results. Yeah. Like you know, this is mm-hmm. probably going to take a year to figure out. Yeah, yeah, totally. exactly. And like for somebody out there, because you know, this is I I think advice is hard because you're like, well, it's so specific to everybody's yeah. situation. But I do want to say this because I think it's important. Like when Cole and I moved to New York, we um, had no money and. We bottomed out our bank accounts. Like, we literally had, like, got a notification that said, you have negative dollars. And we're like, okay, love it. And I was like, I want to do this thing. You know, like, I had this vision for what I wanted to do. And we had no idea if it was going to work. And I would grind on it, like, every single day. And so it's not like you can just wake up and your idea is, like, working. I mean, I think even to speak more to that, it's like— I remember I met, I think I met JC and Chelsea in a field. Like we yes. did a weird photo shoot with feathers. We were like, and you guys are like 10. I, don't, I swear you guys couldn't drive. Like, like, and, I was, and we were just out there trying to create. It's like, we didn't wake up overnight and like, we weren't just these creative business people. It's like, we've been building this for years. over 10 years, 20 years, whatever. And I think that's important when you're looking at somebody that you like look up to. Like everyone had that struggle. Everyone's had that grind, you know? And just to really push and keep going, like, even when you do bottom out your bank account or whatever, like, if you believe in yourself, you can, like, keep going. Something will happen if you, like, really work hard. Yeah. Well, going off of that, I'd love to get your take on this because this is something we've been talking about recently. Um, Lose my complete train of thought. Hold on one second. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's hard to give advice when – because I've gotten the question a lot, like, oh, what would you, what advice would you give to someone who's starting out as a content creator mm-hmm. or whatever right now? And it's always hard because we, I mean, and you can relate, we started a long time ago creating, I guess, and, mm-hmm. and we didn't know what social media would become. And so I kind of think we almost had the luxury of being ignorant because we're just like doing this thing we love and yeah. working on it every single day and then it turns into something versus now people, it's pretty obvious what social media is and, and that you know, content creation or whatever you want to call it, influencing is a career. And so people, I think it's it's harder for people now almost in a sense because they, I mean, it's harder and it's easier in some regards, but they see it as like, oh, I want this to be my career. And then when they're not making money right away or when it's not working, mm-hmm. they're like, wait, what? Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So do you, what advice do you think you, you can give to people now versus because we yeah. started so long ago. I mean, that's such a good question. I think, like, it's such a saturated market, right? Like, even for me to go and click follow on someone takes a lot now because I follow so many people already. So I think look at it as, like, okay, you can't come into it thinking, I want to get, like, work in fashion and I want to do this. It's like, that's just not going to work. Like, have a specific point of view, whatever that is. Maybe you're, like, com- combine your two crazy um, hobbies. Like maybe you like to run, but you also, you know, are really into fashion, like somehow find a unique way to talk about that and like have a specific voice because there are so many people out there. Like I, something that really, even for me, like, I think I'm constantly like reinventing or like learning from myself. And it really helps to look at things from a brand's perspective. Like what, if you want to work with brands, that's your goal. Like what brands do you want to work with? Write it out. And look at why they would hire you. Like, what value can you bring to them? And, like, what value do you have? What story are you trying to tell? 
Um, and like, don't look at it as like, this is the end goal to be an influencer or whatever it is. Like have a bigger goal in mind, whether that's to run your own fashion line or to be somebody that speaks about fashion on the Today Show. I don't know what it is, but there are more, like have a bigger career because this will only support that. I think, you know. I like that. You know, like being an influencer, sure, it's a great job, but we know it's not going to just be what it is right now. It's going to evolve. And so have a bigger story because you want to exist on multiple platforms. How can what you have to say exist on multiple platforms, not just Instagram? Because Instagram is cool, but. Who knows what that's going to be like, you know? Totally. And that's something I feel like a broken record saying, like, um, we always talk about bringing value and how you can do that. And because I've even listened to podcasts where they say, you know, you have to bring value because at this point, I think we're all aware it's like you can't just post a random picture with nothing. It's like there's got to be something about it that's either inspiring, it's entertaining, it's educating people in some way. But I think what's cool is that we all do have a different voice and you can't do – you know, influencing or whatever by trying to be like a one-off version of someone else. Right. It just doesn't work. Especially right. if that person's already super successful. It's like, you got to be your own. You got to yeah. do your own thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just, because that's something I think I'm still trying to also figure out how to give advice on that because I don't, I don't it's know. It's hard. Yeah. And it's especially because even if, well, and this is something else we say is like, even if you hear someone's advice and you do the exact same thing they said, it's like, you live such a different life so it could be you are not going to get the same results that they got from yeah. doing that. So right. it's like, advice is pointless. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but right. in a sense, it's like you kind of have to take like what we just talked about and like whatever you're doing, like figure it out for yourself because you're really the only person who knows. Like, you know, what your personality is like, how you feel successful, like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and kind of go from there. Yeah. I think one piece of advice, I don't even remember where we heard this, but – to ask other people, your oh, close yeah. friends and family, what they come to you for, for advice. And I feel like that does a really good job at shaping what other people admire you for and what other people would want to, you know, learn from you about or see what you're up to. Because I think you get in your own head of what you think you're good at, what you, what you think you want to say or what you want to show. But the reason people maybe come to you is like totally different than what you have in your that's head. That's so true. That's really good advice. And I've heard you say that multiple times, Tessa. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's actually stuck with me. So I, that's a really good piece of advice is asking someone else what they would come to you for advice or just kind of pondering on that yeah. and understanding your strengths. Yeah. And like something I also want to say about this is, you know, I think don't look at influencing or whatever as a one-track business. It's like I meet people that are literally like fishermen. And they're influencers, okay? Like, there are so many facets, so many brands, so many angles. Like, Cole and I, we actually are still photographers. We still creative direct. And we work with the brands that, like, hired us at first to talk about their products. But now they love so much what we did. And now we get to, like, be a part of a bigger team. And so it's, like, there are many other avenues and goals within, like, it's all one big thing. Everybody exists on Instagram because we have to. That's, like, the new Google. But... You know, I just think don't look at it as, like, this one little specific thing. Like, open your mind up. Have bigger ideas. Tell brands what you want. Tell them how you want to do something because they're just searching for new and creative things, too. Okay. That's something that I think we should touch on really fast because I remember coming to you for some advice on something when— is uh, there are times when your vision and a brand's vision are not aligning mm-hmm. or um, – and I think this is good advice to people who are maybe new to the space or if even if they're not. Like, and I think anyone could hear this and take something away from it. But um, I've always been – I think you've been the same pretty selective with like what we post on our feed. So – and we're talking like working with brands yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, and there have been times when a brand won't approve my photo or something and I'm like, wait. And then they want me to do something else. And I'm like, that is just not Mm -hmm. like my aesthetic. It's not my brand. That's just not going to work. And I think a lot of people, especially if they're starting out, are way too scared. They're Mm -hmm. just like, oh, okay. And they'll, they'll, you know, mold to whatever. But I remember you saying like there's give and take and you can – what's the word I'm looking for? Compromise kind of like – like you just need to hop on a call with the brand and be like, hey, this is – you know, this is kind of my vision for it. This is why, because mm-hmm. it's going to perform a lot better. I'm really passionate about this. And they usually are totally willing to like meet you in the middle. For sure. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think like that's something I learned early on too, because I even found myself in the beginning, like very, very beginning. I'm talking long ago, but I would do things or wear like an outfit that I'm like, wait, I 
hate this outfit. And so it's like, what is the point of doing that if you're not being like honest or true? And I think, you know, so like figure out who you are, what you want to be. And if like something comes up, even if it's a lot of money, like I think that gets hard too. Sometimes people get blinded by like money, but it's like, no, like be honest and be true because that's the only thing that's going to last in this business. And that goes for, it's not just Instagram, that goes for for every job I think out there. Um, Just standing up for like what you believe in as a person, you know? 100%. And that's something I'm super passionate about. And I think that that's important for everyone to hear for sure. Okay, so what is your ultimate goal with the Tezza brand? <laughs> I, that's a broad question. No, that's okay. We actually, it's something we talk about all the time. Yeah, I just, yeah. Cole's always better answering it than me. I, I am? Yeah. Gosh. Let's go, Coley Wooly. You guys stop flirting. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so one motto that we have that we try and live by is the art of life. And we try and like bucket all of our, or put all of our products and everything we do under that umbrella of, inspiring people to be creative or to, you know, express themselves differently. Um, and so I think just the overall goal, and this it's like kind of ambiguous, but it's it's the direction we're pushing and it's it's taking shape into something that I think is is really exciting. But to just keep pushing on the art of life and keep working on these things like the collage kit, sunglasses, the app, all these different things that I think inspire people to be creative or try something new um, to express themselves in a way that they maybe wouldn't have thought otherwise or to just kind of push them a little bit to to make them realize that, you know, inside they really truly are creative. Um, I mean, that's really kind of the overall vision and the idea of what what Tezza is as a brand. And, I mean, I wish I had a better, no, a, no, a better idea of, of, like, what specifically that is, but that's that's just pushes everything we do. Yeah. Um, I think that's really great. I think kind of what we were talking about before, like how everyone's creative in their own way, but because they, they're not a sculptor or they're not a painter, they think. Yeah. Like yeah. I have, I'm just not a creative person. So like they don't try and find a way to express it. But, and I always talk about like primary food, which is like a circle of life. Like you have to have balance in all things. And it's yeah. like, you know, whether that's finances, career, like, and cre- creativity is a part of that. And like, usually when I ask people, they're like, well, you know, I could, you know, paint, I could start painting. And I'm like, well, what do you like to do? And they're like, oh, well, you know, I'm in, you know, customer service. And I'm like, you can be creative there. Yeah, sure. Like totally. you can use your creativity. You don't have to like yeah. try and do something you're not good at. Yeah. Right. So I love that. Like finding just the art of life and everything. Because yeah. it's literally everything. In everything. Yeah. That's that's our goal, girl. Mm-hmm. Well, where did you – is that something you heard somewhere or you created that phrase? I mean um, – I actually one time was just talking about like – so Cole and I, <laughs> we literally go to dinner at this sushi restaurant like twice a week. And it's – honestly our business chats we go and we just sit there for hours and we just chat chat forever about like what we want to do what we're coming up with like I think we should probably give them like a cut of our business one day because <laughs> we're there so much but or they should give us free sushi for yeah. life yeah. um but yeah like one time I was just going off I'm like I want to embody like the art of life like that's something I want to teach people it was just something I kept saying and then Cole was like I love that let's make that our motto and that was that and I think that was like the first year we moved to New York so yeah. ever since Love I it. feel like they should make a movie out of your guys' life. No. Oh, gosh. No. I would watch that. I'd watch your movie. <laughs> no, mine would be boring. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to end with, what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Um, so I don't remember where I heard this, but done is better than perfect. Um, I don't think that's necessarily always true, but in, in a lot of cases, I think it's very true. Um, I think so many people have really good ideas, and they want to do something so bad, and they just— they get too scared because they want it to be perfect. Um, and I feel like this is true for some of the products we've worked on, like the app and the collage kit, for example. It's like definitely probably could have spent another five years perfecting those things. Um, but it reached a point where it was like 85% good. And we were like, okay, let's just let's just do it. Let's just send it out and, and see what happens. And like kind of like what we talked about earlier, we've learned so much from releasing, maybe when we weren't exactly sure it was perfect. Um, but at the end of the day, we released it and we, we have something that's like, you know, real. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I love that. Yeah, I love that too. Me too. Um, yeah, for me, mine would be, it's something that my family always has said. It's like not new. Everybody's heard it. But feel the fear and do it anyway. Um, I think that's something I literally goes through my head once a day. Like I'm afraid to make a phone call to ask a qu- question or go into a meeting with somebody that runs like a billion dollar business you know and I'm like okay like I'm capable I can do this like just feel this fear and own it and just do it anyway and like that's how I've gotten a lot of things in my life that I really did want and so yeah 
I love but, that. Yeah, very powerful. Yeah, that is really powerful. I'm going to go chase my dreams now. <laughs> you got this. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, where can everyone find you on Instagram? Like, give us all the different deets. Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, you can just type in Tezza, T-E-Z-Z-A. Our whole, everything will come up. But yes, that's my handle. We also have Tezza app and buy Tezza, which is where our products are sold. Yeah. And our website is Shop Tezza. <laughs> and Cole's <laughs> My Instagram. Instagram is Cole underscore Herm with two R's. H-E-R-R-M. If you want to find me, you can go on uh, Tezza's comments because I feel like your comments are always the best. <laughs> like, they're, they're always the one that I see and I'm like, okay, that's so cute or it's like yeah. so funny. No. <laughs> Cole's, uh, Cole's Instagram was previously known as Herminator. Yeah. I miss Herminator. Yeah, I miss Rest in gosh. peace, Herminator. He still has the account. Yeah. Really? I miss the good old days. Yeah, me too. Let's bring it back. Yeah, yeah. The people it. want it. The old Instagram. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Dang. Okay, well, thank you guys so much for being on our show. We really appreciate your time. We're going to go to their apartment now. Maybe go to get some lunch. Yeah, yeah. Hang out. Take us to sushi. Okay, let's go. I love you guys, though. Thanks for yeah, having thank us. You, like, you guys are amazing. Yeah. If you guys don't love these people, you probably do because you're listening to the podcast. <laughs> but love them even more because they're even Aww. better in person. You're the sweetest. Okay, well, if you guys want to follow our Instagram, it's at what we said podcast. It's where you guys can find all the podcast details. Um, we just hit a million downloads, Woo! which is really exciting. We just blew out the speakers. Um, yeah, we just blew out everything. So we're really excited about that, and we really appreciate you guys. Um, and if you want to rate and review the podcast, you can go onto the podcast Apple app and give us a rating. Uh, we love your feedback, and it's really simple. You just literally push the – hold on. Here's the thing. I have a question. Yeah. I rate – like, can you rate a podcast literally a million times? I know. You can do it like Because every, every time I'm on, I'm like, oh, cool. I can give myself five stars. I'm like, does that, like, count? Probably all the ratings are from me. <laughs> anyway. like, I can't believe we have five stars. It's like me and JC every day. If we <laughs> anyway. Okay. Well, thank you guys. We will see you guys next Tuesday. And that's, that's what, what we said. said. Goodbye.